Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. so good this morning. Tell your neighbor, you look great today. Would you just tell them that? Say, you look great today. Amen. Encouragement is a powerful, powerful thing, is it not? Amen. I'm just glad you're here this morning. I just want to welcome you to our 11 a.m. service. It's an honor again to just be able to gather, spend some time with you, spend some time in the Word together and worship to our Father. And I'm just glad you're here. If this is your first time with us at Faith or New, we, we love it when God sends folks to just worship with us for the first time. We consider you family once you walk in the door. And so just if you would, Faith or New, let all of our first-time guests know you love them this morning. Would you tell them that? Yeah, show them some love. Amen. Yeah, you in the house, you at home, if you're a part of our online family, thank you for joining us to, today. We're excited that you're here and just, again, glad that you're able to just gather with us. It's cool. We're seeing comments come in from places all over the country. It's wild. It's like, hey, we're watching. We're watching here, here. So it's just kind of neat to see how the gospel's going around the world. So thank you for helping make Jesus known all around this world. Amen. Well, do this if you would. If you brought your Bible, turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. If you're new here, uh, you, as you just heard, we get excited about the Bible. Amen. We believe the Word of God is true. Amen. amen. And we believe we can live it out. Come on, amen, by God's grace, the help of the Holy Spirit. No other way but that, but we can do this, amen. Well, 1 John chapter 4, if you use the Version Bible app, if you're familiar with that app, we use that here. If you like, if you're a digital Bible user, you can click on the Version app, click more, then events, and actually just follow right along with me as I share this message with you today. But 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. Come on, somebody say, aw. I love that. Let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Man, I love that. For God is love. Can you say that with me? For God is love love. Let's pray. So Father, we just thank you today for your presence in this place. We thank you for what you've already done this morning in hearts and in lives. And God, we continue to just recognize you as the giver of every good gift. And Lord, we just thank you for the love that is in this place. And we pray our hearts are open to receive and walk in that. And we just believe today, God, you want to change lives because of a greater understanding of your love for us. In Jesus' name, would you say it, church? Amen, amen, amen. Last week we kicked off a new series called Relationship Goals. Amen, uh, not why, uh, but Relationship Goals. And uh, I tell you, it was a fun time. We honored some beautiful people that God has blessed us with. We honored our mothers last week. And, and again, I'm so thankful for the godly parents and moms and dads and spiritual parents that we have in this house who help contribute to, to the work God's doing here. So again, we honored them last week. And um, it was the first message that we kind of spent time looking at. And uh, I guess if I, if I had started the series a week earlier, I probably would have preached this message first, then Mother's Day, but hey, 
It was Mother's Day last week. So we, we honor some very special people. But today I want to talk to you as we look at the next message today in this series called Relationship Goals. And um, I kind of want us today to kind of see this one like as like for what it is. I'm like major important message. All right. Like when I say that, I'm like, it's like major important message, like to the place. Like if you have people who like normally sit around you and they're not here today, like look around, make a mental note and say like, all right, reach out to them, text them, message them, say, did you come to 9am? If you didn't come to nine, then like go listen to the podcast. Amen. Like, like when this comes out, we're going to post this tomorrow. Like, would you do this? Like help us share this one because it's foundational for the relationships in our life. This one's important. It's huge. It's foundation for what we're doing because how many knows this about relationships, they can be tricky. Woo, amen. They can be, relationships can be hard. All right, they can be very difficult. Um, it, they're difficult because people are involved. All right, yeah, people are involved. Now, the good news is, like, it's not us. All right, that's what's cool, amen? Like, it's none of us here today. It's the people that we have relationships with. Like, if you have business partners, all right, like, and they don't come here. Like, if you know, if you have family, then they don't come here. Thankfully, it's not us. It's them who, who, is, the, who is the issue, praise God, amen? No, 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 this is, this is something that we can all deal with, all right? We, we can all be a part of the struggle in the relationships that we have. And our goal is, in relationship goals, to have the relationships that others look at and they see and they're like, man, I want that. And I think that's cool. I think that's okay because, again, God said this in his word that, man, they will know him by our love one for another. And so, again, that we should have relationships that people see and see God in that. And then as a result, want that in their life. And so, again, this is cool. So as we look at this today, like this message is like critical. Like the title of it is just simply this, you are loved. I mean, just you are loved. And again, it's, it's crucial that we see this. And today, I want to give you a few things around that thought. And the number one thing is this. First of all, we need to know is, is that God is love. <laughs> like, I mean, when I say that God is love. Uh, we, we were talking the other day, Angel and I were talking about, it just like seems like we have been seeing like a draw, I guess. And it wasn't like planned out, wasn't written out. It was just, I believe the spirit of God at work, but there's just been like a draw as a focus towards like, man, the love of God. And it's been like in the songs that have been sung over the last several weeks. And like, when I say this, this wasn't again, a plan on our part to do this, but we've just seen the Holy Spirit drawing, I believe, us to an understanding of his love for us. It's, it's awesome. And it's, again, it's foundational that we get this, that God is that. And it's, it's who he is. And I just feel like in my heart, I feel like he's kind of like showing me like what we've seen. We've seen kind of like just drops of that love just poured out on us. I mean, it's been like cool, like in the spirit, like, you know, again, I hope I don't freak some of you out. Like, whoa, spiritual stuff. But no, it's just kind of like in my heart, I just feel like I've kind of like seen like this full picture of the love of God. And it's just like, man, as it it gets moved, it kind of comes out the side and comes over, if you, can, if you can track with me on that. 
And when it happens, like we're seeing like, man, here, love. And like we're seeing this happen in someone's life, the love of God. But what I feel like God is wanting to do in this hour and in this time, I believe he's not wanting it to just be shaken a little, but I believe he wants it to be poured out upon the church and upon our lives. And we will see that and experience that when we hunger for that and desire that. And first of all, see that is who he is. What? So again, like when he pours himself out, when he, when he comes into our life and we see God move, this is who he is and what he does. Now, I love it. You'll see this theme in scripture. Like again, that this is who God is. This, that he is, that he is love. Now, we look at 1 Corinthians 13 as a love chapter. And you got to say it that way when you say the love chapter. All right, you know, we look at verse, and it is, it's a, man, awesome passage. Amen, praise God for that. And it just shows you what love is and what love looks like. Love is patient, love is kind, and love is these things. And it's like how we see it appear. And that's cool. But I love, I love 1 John chapter 14, and it should be like added to the list of one of the love chapters. Because, man, we see this. In 1 Corinthians 13, we see love listed nine times. In 1 John 4, we see it listed 21 times that we see this word love spoken. And it's not just saying, man, then this is what it looks like. This is saying this is who he is. Oh, man, that is so important that we understand that this is who he is. Now, you can see this in several passages, and we could spend a lot of time in just 1 John 4. But in verse 16 of John 4, 1 John 4, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. Who God is is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And so we, we have to think about it like this. There was a song back in the day that was like, what is love, 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 love? And some of y'all start bobbing your head in a second, amen? And some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about right now. But there was a song, what is love? This is what we need to understand. It's not what is love, it's who is love. And you'll never know what love is until you know who love is. And until you see how important, again, the relationship that you have with God will affect every other relationship in your life. And so, again, when we see this kind of unfold as we dig into relationships like marriage and friendship and church family and all of those things and the relationships in our life, what they look like, we have to know, first of all, that he is that. And so we want him in our life. And when we get him, we have love. When we get him, we're able to love better. When we get him, we have what we need. So again, a lot of people have the wrong picture of what love is because they have the wrong picture of who God is. So true. Uh, for me, for so long, I was like, what, like God was up there just waiting to just kind of like step on me. All right. Like if when I messed up, like the earth's his footstool, the Bible says, he's awesome. He's big. And I'm like, he getting ready to just, when I mess this thing up, just go ahead and end it. No, no, no. That's not, what, that's not what love does. Love does what we were singing about earlier, steps out of heaven and comes to earth. Come on, that's what love does. That's what we see here. And what happens is when people don't get this revelation of who God is in their life and they don't experience Christ for themselves, they don't understand what love is, so they do this. They look for it in other places. 
They look for it in people who will never be able to fill that void. There's like an area in our heart and life, and it will only be filled by the love of God. And it's like, man, it's like, and you will never be satisfied. I've watched people do it. I've watched them try to fill that hole with substances. I've watched them try to fill that void with people. I've watched them try to fill that void with so many other things, and they're still missing something inside because they don't have the love of God in them. You'll, you'll see young ladies give themselves away sexually to young men because they're trying to fill a void in their heart. You'll see the opposite apply. It works both ways and you see it all around and in this world more than ever before there is a lack of understanding of who God is and he is love that's who that's who he is and so people do crazy stuff and we look at them and call them like man they're crazy like but we don't understand this they're missing something they're missing someone and who they're missing is Christ. And again, because if he is love, everything will flow from that. And right now, I've seen this both sides. I've seen someone try to love their spouse without the love of God in their life. No, it doesn't work too well. I've watched people try this. I've watched them try to be in relationships and try to have these things in their life. And they've tried to do it without God. And it's like, man, something's happening. And what happens is this. People end up lacking on both sides. I mean, it's not just one-sided where someone gets hurt. It happens on both sides because they don't realize that God is the foundation of this. And so, again, they try to use this and do this and find this in other areas. But what's also awesome it's like when I see somebody get it, man, it just like it clicks for them. My band, they're like, wait a minute, I've been missing him all along. And he comes into their life, he transforms them, he fills a void in their heart. And now what happens is they're able to love their spouse. They're able to love their kids. They're able to love a church again who has wounded them and hurt them and has destroyed them. They're able to love again because the love of God is in their heart. So you can't love without him. Like some of you are like, man, so you're trying to tell me? Not like you're supposed to. Not like you need to. And I believe, again, because we're made in the image of God, yeah, we're because we can see glimpses of that. But never in full will we ever be able to love others again until we see that this is this God who is this. Not again, it's not just what he does, it's who he is. So God is love. Tell your neighbor, in case they're a wonder, say, God is love. Woo, come on, let them know. Tell the person on the other side that you just ignored when you used. Tell them also, God is love. Amen. Secondly, this is huge, and we need to get it. Not only God, is God loved, God so loved. But, oh, hold on. He so loved. So when I, I said, what do you mean? No, no, wait a minute. This is now because of who he is, what flows out of him and what he does is this. He so loves. When I, so I'm talking about, I'm talking about in a powerful, mighty, beautiful, incredible way. We, we see this throughout scripture. Now, probably one of the most well-known, like people like get tats of this and, and they, you know, wear the little stickers under their eyes, the football players, like, you know, the John 3, 16, man, which is incredible, powerful passage. But, but what happens a lot of times is we read 16 and forget 17, and 17 completes it, man. It's like, you complete me. And uh, it is like, this is, this is a completion. So we see this, verse 16 and 17. Again, the all of John's so good, but we don't have time. Verse 16 and 17, for God so loved. 
Jesus speaking, again, God in flesh, the person of him in, in, on flesh, on earth. For God so loved the world. Not just so loved the perfect. The Christian, the church, all he loved the world. And like, so that means like he understood this. He understood what the world needed. And you know what the world needs today? Love. And who can give it to them? Christ's body. The church. And what happens a lot of times, and we know this, we get frustrated by the world. We get frustrated by what happens. And then we end up saying and doing things sometimes that don't represent that love well. And so instead of winning a world, the world, we're wounding the world even worse than what they're already in bondage to. Instead of showing them truth and love, we don't understand it ourselves how valuable it is. And he said it like this. He so loved the world. You know what that means? Me and you before Christ came. He loved the world, the broken, the wounded. This is what he does. He loved them so much, the world, that he gave his only begotten son, the the unique and one-of-a-kind God. That son, that's who we're speaking of, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In verse 17, man, we can't miss it. Don't miss it. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. So, man, we, we were like, man, we're called to win this world out there. And, again, that's what we do, and they'll know it by our love one for another. And so he said it this way. He didn't send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh, man, it's when we like realize God so loved us. And I might mean not just that's who he is. He so loved me. He is so in love. This is a God who so loves. Now, what has happened is this, and I've seen it, and I've been there. We've let people who have said those words to us, I love you. And they didn't mean it or didn't understand it themselves, what love was. Didn't have the foundation of who love is in their life say those words to us and as a result wound us and hurt us and then now what happens is when we hear words like what I just read to you we have this understanding somewhere in our mind that that's what love is and if that's what it is do I really want that I know what that I've seen what can happen but we can't compare the love of what happens by flawed people to a perfect God we can't compare those two things because he is the one who gets it right every time he gets it right every time so again we're going to see this happen for us those relationships begin to be healed by understanding and this God who loves me so loves in this way and this is what this word says again this is what it means so I'm not talking about by love you girl I love you, babe. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this is what he means when he says this word. If you do a word study, it's really cool. I, I pulled this one just straight from something called Word Wealth in my study Bible. I had the New Spirit Filled Life Bible. If you're ever looking for a study Bible, digital's awesome. But get you, get you a real Bible also that you can like write pages and highlight stuff. And so, so this is pulled straight from that. This is the word love. And again, it's the word that we use, agape, and you hear this word. This is what this is when I'm talking about this. So again, not what somebody told you this is what I'm referring to unconditional love aren't we so conditional with our love oh man I am maybe maybe you're all holy and all that good stuff and you're more spirit-filled than I am but we are so conditional and this love that he's talking about unconditional love 
love by choice, an act of the will. He chose to love me. He chose to love you. He loved by choice, by an act of the will. The word denotes unconquerable benevolence and undefeatable goodwill. Like you can't stop his love. You, you can stop how you, if you have an experience, if you experience it in your life, that can happen, but you can't stop the fact that he loves you. It's like he just loves you regardless. He loves you. That's why, again, we see this. This word will, will never seek anything but the highest good for fellow mankind. It does not need a chemistry. Ooh. Some of y'all talking about, oh, yeah, it's my. No, no, this it does not need a chemistry, an affinity, or a feeling. Agape is a word that exclusively belongs to the Christian community. So this means this, it is when we experience Christ, this love this, that he has for us now comes into our heart and this will affect every other relationship. It flows, everyone flows from this. And again, he so loved you. John 15, 13 says that there's no greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And this is what Christ did for us. He so loved Love is something that we give freely. It's by choice. You know, something you can't, I can't make you. Oh, don't you wish you could? Come on, don't you wish you could do that? Now, again, like you, you, if, 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 what if you found out that you was in this relationship with someone and then again, like you were dating and they brought the ring out and they did all this kind of stuff and then you found out they were getting paid. Somebody getting hurt. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody's going to get smacked. Like if you find out it was all, they're getting paid by, to, to, to love you. Listen, this is not what Christ does. He loves us unconditionally by choice, by will. He chose to love me and you because he so loved. And it's who he is. Now this is the third and final one this morning is that you have to do this. You have to come to the place where you understand that God loves you. Like not just the world, like not just everybody else. Like you look in the mirror and you have to say, wait a minute, he, he loves Terry. Oh man, you have to come, but until it comes personal for you, until it becomes real for you, it, it, you have to see this. No other relationship will grow as it should. And it, it, be, it become the relationship that God's called it to be to you understand that you're loved by God, that he loves you. And man, when we understand how loved we are by God, we won't go looking for God for love in other places. You, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. You, you won't have to go try to find it in something else. You can get freed up from all of those struggles and, and trying to find and trying to fit in and, and trying to compromise and, and trying to do all these things. So many young people that you're compromising things and your identity and your life and who you are, and it doesn't stop as we get older. Come on, it keeps going, and we're compromising who God's called us to be because we don't understand that he loves me. Now, just like I am, this is how much he loves me. Now, again, I, I love this. You have to come to where this becomes personal for you when you realize that you are loved by God, when you see that he loves you. And you, I've seen this, people who are questioning their identity, freed up when they understood that God loved them. Their identity, their sexuality, their struggles, all of those things freed up when they understand that, man, God loves them. And he got on a cross and gave his life for them to set them free, to deliver them, to bring healing to them today. That's what love does. Can we give God praise right now? Come on, give him a praise offering like he's worthy of. We love you, Jesus. Yeah, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your love.
but it has to be real for you. It has to become real for you. I, I, there's, a, there's a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples, and it's in Scripture, and you'll see in the Gospels where, like, he's having a conversation, and the disciples come up to Jesus, and they're like, oh, man, they're saying this about you. They're saying you're this prophet, and some think that you're Elijah. Some think that you're this. Some think this. I love Jesus. I love what he does. And he's doing this for you in this room right now. He's doing this for you at home. It's not, who do they say? I am. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, who do you say? I am. Who am I to you? So this is not just Jesus loves the world. This is old school kiss church. Jesus loves me, baby. This I know. I'm telling you. That's my new version. I may record that and let y'all start singing it just like that in kiss church. Amen. That he loves me. Has it become personal for you? Do you understand that this God who is love, who so loved, loves you? And what's happening is this is the truth today. And, and it's, it's, there's so many wounded relationships in our world because they don't realize that, wait a minute, God loves me. And when you see this, this is what happens. It just frees you up to love others. Like you're not having to go out there like trying to get someone to love you. You ever like tried to like trying to get someone to love you? Don't work. You'll wear yourself out. You'll make them miserable, yourself miserable. And because love is a decision and a choice and he chose to love us. And then you have to say this, Lord, thank you for loving me. And this is what his love is. This is how beautiful. In Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Oh, so beautiful. This is for I am persuaded I was like persuaded, like I'm like so serious about this. I am persuaded, I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers. Like, man, it don't matter what's going on. Like, I'm convinced in my heart. We have to get convinced of this. That listen, that nor things present nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God loves us, but it's only in Christ Jesus, our Lord, that we experience that love. It's no other way, no other form, no other fashion. It's when we see this. And so what's happening is this. We're hearing words like God loves you, and we're seeing like God loves this word, and we're saying, man, well, why are we seeing this happen? Why is this still taking place in the world? If God is this holy God and he loves the world, why does it look like this? Why do bad things happen? Why do we see this going on in this world? Because it's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And when we're in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and we encounter and experience the love of God for ourselves, and when we understand that this is who he is, it will change everything in our life. We'll, we, it'll, it'll change everything about the way we think, the way we look, and the way we see. Because this is the truth. I've had this. You've had this. You've seen this. You've been in relationships or you have friendship, family. Oh, man, family. You have people in your life. And because of situations that go down, you still love them, but it, it, it changes how they get to experience 
the love that you have for them. And this is what we see here. We see something so beautiful in this passage that, again, his love is so real and it's so true and it's so powerful for us. And, and I, love, I heard this whole story one time. I love this story. It was, it was about an older couple who, when they were in high school, began to date. And when they began to date in high school, and, and he drove an old pickup truck. And uh, how many of those pickup trucks are from the Lord? Amen. They're just, they're from God. Amen. I believe you're a little more holy if you got a truck. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit, by, but they're, they're powerful. Amen. But he, he had an old pickup truck, and it had the bench seat. Y'all don't know about no bench seat in today's world, amen? And in, in the bench seat, and it had the seat, and what this, what this guy would do, he would go on a date, and he would walk around to her side. He would open up the door of the truck. He would let her in the truck. He would, she would sit down. He would close the door. He would walk around, get in the truck, and this is back when, man, they didn't have seat belts. Amen? Who cares about safety, man, back in the day? Come on, back in the day, man, your kids just bouncing around in the back seat. Come on, y'all, y'all don't know about until you have four brothers in the back of a station wagon going to Florida, amen, bouncing off the roof, amen, y'all don't know about that life, amen. But before seat belts, before the safety harness, he would get in the seat in the driver's side, start that truck up, and she would slide over. Man, it was like, it was just like, man, it was a power, it was a special moment for them. And this is what they did. Like, we're going to do this every Sunday afternoon. We're going to get in this truck and we're going to take a ride together. And man, they did it. They got, like, for, for, for years, they got married. They did this for, been married 50 years. For 50 plus years, they're in the truck on a Sunday afternoon going for a ride. And one day they were going down the road. And she was in the, in the passenger side of the truck. And he was driving the vehicle. And she looks over at him and she says, Baby, you remember how it used to be? When we would go for a ride. And how I was all snuggled right up to you and you had your arm around me. She said, What happened? And he said, I haven't moved. I'm in the same spot. Somewhere along the way, life happened. Somewhere along the way, she kind of slid over. And I don't know, man. I, I feel like what's happening today in this world, I'm not just going to say in this world, in the church, in this church, in this room. In 11 a.m., faith or new. We're looking around at God sometimes saying, God, what happened? And he said, I haven't moved. I worship team to come. And as they come, would you stand? <laughs> I'm telling you, when I say every other relationship is going to be based off this one, I'm serious. This is like real. And what I feel like, man, it's just in my heart, like how serious like this message is today, like that others need to hear it. And again, whether a part of this church or any church, it doesn't matter, like that they understand the love that he has for them. What's happened is this. He hasn't moved. He's just waiting. It's like we were singing, draw me a little closer. 
We're saying, God, draw me a little closer. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him. And, and I try to be all this, but I, I sometimes feel like he's saying, what else do I need to do? What else do I, what else do I have to do? Like, like my son gets on a cross for you. What else? Like, like in this world that we're in, everything's happening and I still, amongst everything else that's happening in the world, I come visit you on Sunday morning. The spirit of God, he just actually comes into this house and we're saying, God, draw me. And he's saying, what else? What else do I do? What else do I need to do? And this is just something he's, I don't know, just, I feel like given to me that we really need to understand is that I grew up in the church and I'm thankful for it. And I'm, I'm thankful. And again, I, I'm so appreciative of what we've seen God do in the church and how we've seen God move. And I grew up in a church where like the altars opened up and I want you to understand, let, please understand my heart. I'm not trying to convince you to do something that you don't want to do. Because again, if, if I'm trying to convince you and make you do something and love is not a choice that you're making, this is going to be nothing in just a few moments to you. And I love you enough, and I love this church enough to be honest and real with you. I love this house enough, and I'm, I'm so concerned about us as a church that I'm, I'm that truthful. So again, I'm not trying to get a response out of you, and it's not going to make me feel better no matter what you do. But this is what God's put on my heart, and I think we need to get this again and understand it. The altar is not just for the intercessors. The altar is not just for if we have a need in our life. And in so many churches, they've removed it totally. And I mean, that's tragic. It's a tragedy in the church today that that's happened. But what I'm careful of that I think we've, we've seen happen, and I believe it's happened here, we've turned it into just if I need something, God, I'll come. And I'm thankful that in, that in a time of need, he's a very present help. I'm so thankful for that promise. But sometimes, listen, it's not the altar wasn't created just for us to come and have a need met. It was created to come and meet him. And just like, I just felt that the Holy Spirit just saying, like, come on up, just scoot up a little closer. I'm right here. <laughs> and this is what he'll do. He'll place his arms around you. He'll pour love into your heart. And it's that love that will pour into the other relationships that you have. So when I say this, young, middle, older, everywhere else, male, female, if you want the love of God in your life, I'm talking about like you, you've never encountered before. He's here. He's with us. He's where you're at right now. And he's saying this, get a little closer. I haven't moved. And as a worship team, this is going to minister in song. The Spirit of God, I just feel this in my heart. It's so real. I'm telling you, it's so strong. But we'll see it, not just, a, not just a tip and not just a splash, but we'll see an outpouring in this house when we go after it, when we come into his presence and go after him. So if you want to do this today, if you choose love, if you want him in your heart and life, before they begin to sing, I'm going to invite you to do this. If you're physically able to, I still believe in the altar. And I believe, again, it's just an opportunity for us to respond. I want to invite you and open this time up for you. Young, old, please, all over, every age, first-time guest, faithful member, just come. If you're physically able to just kneel, I want to invite you to just find your place, get with God. And just imagine yourself right now just kind of scooting in. Just imagine yourself scooting into him into his presence. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Come in. Don't wait. Don't wait. If you want this, 
Again, it's a choice. Love is a decision. Love is a choice. Do you want him in your life? Do you want more of him? Oh, God, I thank you for right now for hearts that are being drawn. You're drawing us closer. You've done enough already, God. So we're not asking you to draw or do more. God, you've already done what needs to happen in this room right now. God, we want to respond to it. We, want to, we don't want to look across the seat, God, and say, man, what happened? But God, we want to crawl over, slide in, Lord, to your presence, spend time with you, God. Lord, I just declare, Lord, that the outpouring, Lord, of your spirit and love will be poured out in this room, poured out in those that are watching. May they encounter and experience and receive your love. May they receive your love. And we believe in the power of prayer. If you need prayer today, we have prayer team everywhere surrounding this house. So you'll see they have wearing badges. So if you need it, go to one of them. But if you just right now want to experience the love of God, prayer team, I invite you right now to do the same. Just get in with God's presence. Spend time with him right now. Let's just let the love of God be poured out in this room and received in our hearts because you are loved. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.